Hey everyone, hope you are having a great day today. Let me make sure my audio is connected properly. It seems to be. Um, Trug will be joining us soon. And on today's episode, I guess I guess it's an episode, ask me anything episode, but um, I don't know how many of you guys could relate to this. Um, my team is small. It's, I guess I always say it's our team because it's our team, it's not my team. But Jade Kalbacker and William Lindell are, are the two other people on our team. And they're fairly new to real estate. Will and Jade have been both doing it, I don't know, about two or three years. And one of the things that sellers will ask a lot of times, if you're going into a neighborhood that you've never sold before, or if you are going in a price point that you've never done before, meaning a higher price point, they may give you that objection where they say, um, you know, why should I hire you? Um, I haven't seen that you've sold that many homes here, or I've seen that you've sold zero homes here, or um, besides the area could be the price. You know, I've seen all your sales and I noticed that um, you haven't sold that many homes in, in the price range of my home. So when Chirag joins us, I'm going to be asking him those questions. And I'll give you a little bit of background on myself, and hopefully this gives you some value. So I've been in real estate for just... Hey, Chirag, how's it going? Sorry, my wife tells me all the time the way I book meetings back-to-back -back is unhealthy. So <laughs> I, need to, I need to just take a, a quick minute to eat. So You don't like the two-minute lunches? Two minutes, you know what? It's longer than two minutes. Um, we have a hard time building rapport in two minutes, let alone eating food. <laughs> totally. So I was I was telling people um today's episode, since we always talk about you don't know what it's gonna be on, and I was telling the um everyone about our team. So our team is our team meaning Will, Jade, and myself. And what happens is because they're they're newer to real estate. They've only been in real estate two, three years. And it doesn't matter the age of the person, but if you're going into a new market or a new price point, it, it's common for a seller to ask you, obviously they're gonna do research nowadays compared to like years ago, they probably wouldn't. And it's common for someone to say, well, why should I hire you? I haven't seen that you've sold properties in this area before or this price range before. So that's what I sort of wanted to talk about today. And then we can talk about whatever else you wanna speak about as well. Got it, go ahead, shoot, kick it off. Okay, so I'm the seller. Hey, thanks uh, Chirag for, for coming to my house. And you know, before we get started, um, thanks for sending me all that information about your team. And I, I did some research online and you know, we're in Coral Gables, so we're in Miami. And I saw that you've sold maybe one or two homes in your career. And it makes me feel a little uncomfortable about that. So can you tell me a little bit more about what you do and stuff? So just for everyone, before I get started on this, you know, look, part of being on a team is understanding the context of this is leveraging the team, right? So it's just, so we'll set the stage for this and you're gonna say, you know what? So I, so what I hear Amit you're saying is, is that you're very concerned and you want somebody with good experience in marketing and getting you the best price for your home. 
Yeah, I mean, I want someone who's good at marketing, but um, how come you've never sold homes in Coral Gables before? You know, I, I completely understand that. Um, in terms of starting this, one of the reasons I joined the team, and uh, if it's fine, if it's helpful for you, I'll bring my team leader Amit here. He sold homes in the area, and you know, we met here today because you came as a referral. You know, as as we know, we've been friends for a while. I'm good friends with your son, so I'm making pretend to be Will right now. Um, <laughs> And so in terms of that, I can completely understand that you want somebody with experience. Would it be okay if I shared with you the process and the way that our team goes to sell homes? I could tell you a little bit more about Amit and his experience. And from what I'm hearing is you'd want me to collaborate with my team leader in selling your home, correct? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So look, you have to leverage the experience of the other person, right? And do not get defensive. Well, what do you mean? Well, I'm new. Like you, you want to ask when someone's asking you this question, I implore you to ask them more questions, right? So, so what they're afraid of essentially is hiring an inexperienced person. And you could even say this. So what you're saying is, is you're afraid of hiring someone that doesn't have experience in this area. Thus, you're afraid you might not get the same result. Yeah, yeah, I am. I, I think like in my mind, maybe I'm right, maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I would think that agents that sell in that area probably have buyers looking in that area. And I thought maybe you may miss out on some of those. Got it. And you know what? That's, that's, a, that's a fair point. I can understand why you would think that. And I mean, you're selling your home. Where are you moving to next? San Diego. San Diego. And uh, that's exciting. So in moving to San Diego, what are you hoping that'll happen? Um, you know, we love the weather there. We love Miami, but the weather here is a little tough sometimes. And we, we love just everything about San Diego. We have, we have some friends there. We've visited a few times and we're hoping to get there, you know, in a shorter time. We don't want to want it to take like a year or so to sell our house. We're excited about moving there. We want to get there. Great. And um, where are you looking at homes online? Um, so we're looking on Zillow, Redfin, um, Realtor.com, and then every once in a while, a friend or a relative will send us some listings that they see online. They're helping us look as well. Got it. And when you're looking at these homes, what are the most important things? Like, how are you judging if a house is good or bad? Or um, You know, we're not really paying attention too much to the price. We have a price range that we're using. We just want to find a home. We know a few areas that we like in San Diego, and we want something that we don't really have to do too much work to. And you know, if it's in the area, there's not too much work, and it's priced in our price range, we'll probably take a look at it when we make our way there. So it's safe to say you go online, you put in a price parameters. Have you found some homes like have better that are the story shared better than others? Um, what do you mean by story? The story. Have you, have you found some homes where like the picture that they had pictures and video or compelling marketing and the way that they spoke about the home was one that almost made you feel connected to them? And have you noticed that all the photography and homes could be different? Yeah. I mean, some of them don't even have photos. It's, it's crazy. So which so if you're saying when you're looking at homes, would you say that homes that had the best pictures and represented the properties the best were the ones you'd probably be the most interested in? It'll make us look at more photos of the home. Yeah, for sure. Photos. Okay. And like, other than obviously looking at pictures to get an idea of what it is, um, what other things are important to you about making this move and in the area? 
we, you know what? It, it's funny that you say that about homes and looking online. Some of the homes we look at online just feel like they're the right home. You know, it just feels right. And then many, I guess the majority don't feel right. You know, and so look, the, the reason I shared this with you and we went through this is one, I have a good idea about where you and your wife want to move. But the other thing is, is you said that I'm buyers missing out, right? And I think, I think you could agree that most buyers are like you. They're looking online. They're looking at things that are very personalized. And the home that tell that connects with what they want in the most compelling way would be one that would create interest for them, correct? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So if we were able to market your home through video, email, and multiple different ways to connect with buyers, don't you think that's the conversation that would be most beneficial for you and your family and your property? And if we were marketing a home that way, how do you think we would miss out on buyers? I mean, that makes sense. Uh, I guess I'm more curious than anything. How come you don't sell homes here? Well, look, I personally, I think you know this is I've been friends with your son for 20 years. This is my second year in the business. And we are not a geographic based team, right? We sell homes all over Miami. And I could show you the way that we market homes that it both attracts people both locally and around the country and internationally, right? So look, I think you'd want somebody that could attract buyers in that from different areas, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I guess that local agent may not have those same things. And look, it comes down to look, in all fairness, I mean, it, it's what's important to you. In your mind, if the only criteria for your home is how many homes somebody sold in the subdivision versus the marketing, the story and the different ways it's going to be connected, the network that we can provide and everything else. And that's your choice, right? So is it most important to you, like the way that your home is represented and how many different buyers could potentially come to it or just finding somebody who sold the most homes in this area? Yeah, I think, I think the other way where more people see it. Look, I would just like the opportunity to share how we would tell your home story and how we've done it successfully for, age, uh, for homes. And I'll give you five different areas we've done in there, right? And the thing that we know about homes and our system is it's a repeatable process no matter where we go because we understand what buyers want. Just like you, when you said you're moving to San Diego, you're going to look in your price point. You want to see great photography that gets you excited about the home. Said that some of the homes have videos, which is able to connect you more. Wouldn't you want that representation of your home and your story told and your words to the public? Yeah, for sure. So I think you got to like, if you see the way, right, that we walk somebody through this. When someone says that, oh, I want this guy, they sell the most homes in the area. Number one, going into this, you need to know who that guy is, how they're marketing and how you're going to be different, right? Number two, walking through- So can I take, I want to interrupt that. So it, with you saying that, for those of you that don't know this, Compass has an amazing tool. It's called the network tool. So put in the address, pull up the information. It'll, besides telling you who sold the most homes, it'll also tell you the price, like list price compared to what they got, just a ton of data. And I think a lot of people aren't using the tool. So it's a network tool. So sorry about that. Yeah. So even in doing it, you can share with people directly. Like, would you like us to share directly how we're going to get, um, on how we're gonna get the most buyers to your home. Yes. 
Do you know that 90% of properties are co-broke? Would it be okay if I shared with you how we're going to market to your home to agents, not just local agents, homes in all the top feeder markets that come to, that come to this area throughout the country, right? That's, that's a whole, that's a whole nother conversation. Um, and third, look, the way that Amit's team is, his marketing is like hiring a TV production company to tell the story of your home. So like there's good marketing there. And the third thing is, is when you're going through this local agent thing, and if that's what you know you're going to compete against, and obviously you should go through this in pre-qualifying, like, are you interviewing other agents? Is there anything specific you'd like to have prepared? And the guy's like, I want you to know how many homes you've sold in the area. Go on the MLS and go and look at how many properties were co-broked, right? Most sellers have no concept of what co-broking is and everything else. They just think the listing agent sells it. So if 10 homes sold in that subdivision and they've generally sold with a bunch of different buyer's agents, you could say, look, this home was sold by somebody. The listing agent was this person, but the buyer came from Sotheby's. This one came from Coldwell Banker. These two came from Compass. So it's fair to say that marketing to agents is directly important. And we can do that with the network tool in a way different than everybody else. Yeah, it's also like I had this situation where the seller told me they're, they're the house directly next door that was exactly the same like theirs, another agent sold that house from Element. And I don't know how many he sold in the area. It was just the agent that happened to list that house and sold it. And we can do and that network too in a way different. So what happened? No, that's all right. So what happened, the guy asked me, he said, I'm thinking about interviewing this guy because he sold the neighbor's house. And I said, I said, yeah, that's, that's sounds like, um, that, that makes sense to me. I said, um, I said, I, I know I looked at that house too. And I did notice that another agent co-broked was a co-broker on the house. And he's like, oh, I didn't know that. I said, so with that said, do you think it would be more important to find out the way that person markets their homes to get it sold? Or do you just want to talk about him and about that house? And he said, yeah, the marketing, because he's the guy brought in the marketing. And I said, if you looked at his marketing and it was appealing to you, would that make sense to hire him? And he said, yeah. I said, if on the other hand, you found you checked the marketing and it didn't appeal to you, what would you do then? And he's like, oh, I wouldn't want to hire him. And then I didn't have to say anything else, you know, but anyways. So I think here, here's the other thing. Um, you know, the number one thing that people need to realize in this is you're never going to tell somebody what the difference is, right? We talk about this all the time in our mastermind role plays. It's like, you're not convincing somebody, you're not telling somebody, right? Like, imagine for us men that are married, if you're a guy listening on this call, like, Imagine trying to tell your wife how she should feel about a particular situation. I mean, how does that go at home? Doesn't. No one. And if you're a woman and you're married or in a relationship or in general, do you want to, or as a human, do you want anyone to tell you how to feel? This is extremely frustrating, right? If that's somebody's statement and that's their thought, you need to go through a set of questions and get them to share an experience with you where your experience will hold true to them. 
So when you're talking about like the guy selling the most homes, it's like what Amit did. It's like show and prepare with the comps. It's like, if you were going to move, what would you be looking at, right? That's the same thing if you're competing on market share, right? The whole concept to me personally, right? I'll be very, very editorial here. The whole concept of for market share is the stupidest thing in the world, right? Nobody's going to buy a house because somebody's lawn sign, right? No buyer wakes up and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to go buy a house in Coral Gables with the agent that has the most market share, right? It doesn't work that way. Right. So it's like people like in my mind, they go, people are deceived by that. You know how many people I see getting ripped off online because they listed with the market share broker and they don't do anything. Right. Like realistically, like they just take some pictures. Sometimes they take them themselves and a lot of time they don't look good and sometimes they do. But for the people that don't like, it's not fair. And I don't think people realize the difference. Right. In all these hours of these coaching conversations, that's like one of my big takeaways too, and for my time as an agent. People don't know what they don't know. It's our job to help create this alternate reality that they can understand the value that we have. Yeah, and it's so true because before like, I started coaching with you, I, I would always speak at people instead of asking the questions. And if you, if you tell someone a bunch of stuff, they, they're not listening because no one wants to be told something. But if you ask them the questions like you keep mentioning, it makes them go through the process and and then eventually it's their idea and then it's the best idea but you you got them to think that way and by the way they thank you for that also because you know what it how do i phrase this in a very pc kind of way it's the right thing to do right like helping people feel good about the decisions that they make is very important right? Like you just, it's the, it's the human thing, right? But the challenge that we all have in all this is we don't ever practice this stuff, right? Like it, it's, it's really simple. It's like the value of a script. It means that there's a clear and concise way that the other person actually understands what they're getting from you, right? I mean, we were just talking about this the other day. How many sellers have no idea what they get from their agent, right? And I was like, it should be like putting money in a jukebox, right? If you put $5 in, do you get $10 back, like 10 songs back, right? You have an idea, right? Like, think about this. Imagine paying somebody $50,000 to sell something for you, right? Wouldn't you want to have a clear idea of what they did to market your property till the time it was sold? Wouldn't you want to have an idea of how they're going to communicate with you throughout the process? And wouldn't you like to understand the commission, what you actually are paying a commission for. For most people in real estate, they can't do one, two, or three. And then if I throw the fourth one in there, like, can you show me how you maintain customer service with me and like keep track of all of our conversations and the showings and the data? If, if you asked 100 agents on I me mean, to pull out their books and say, how do you organize my transaction, right? You're going to have to market my home. There's buyers you have to follow up with, agents you have to follow up with, me you have to follow up with. There's feedback from the showings. There's all these different things. Where does all this information live? What do you think most agents are going to do? Yeah, they're not going to have a system. It's going to be in their head. It's going to be on the papers, like you say, and or just on the computer. So what I want everyone to think about is um, for all of us, I say the fourth quarter has four months this year because it's been a crazy year and it starts today. Get really clear on your value proposition, how you share it with people. Um, we'll go through a couple more objections. I don't want to get into, you know, my fourth quarter Braveheart rant over here. <laughs> so um, the other thing I was going to say, and it, this goes um, in line with what we're talking about someone. So say an agent sells homes 
in the lower to mid price range and they want to get more, they want to up their price range. And they were able to luckily get someone to call them and they say the same thing. You know, I've noticed that you haven't sold too many homes in this price range. Then what would you say? Same thing. I'm not, I figured. I'm not, so that's, that's the whole concept of all this, right? It's like people keep changing what they do, right? And number one, if somebody says, what's most important to you about an agent and company that represents you in the sale of this home? It's really easy, right? And, and if, if you got a call from somebody, right? He's going to say, I, I, you know, I'm at, and here's another way to handle this, right? If you're in the middle of the appointment, go ahead, give me the objection. Yeah, you know, everything sounds good that you're telling me, Chirag, but I've seen like, um, you haven't really sold any homes in the $5 million price range or $10 million price range. And all these other agents that I'm speaking to have. Um, so I'm, I'm not feeling that confident about, you know, hiring you. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's a fair concern. So, you know, you had interviewed other agents. What specifically did you like about the conversations we had that made you call me over and just not choose one of the other agents that you're speaking about? You know, um, prior to speaking with you, I, I called up four other agents. So I was going to speak to five agents and I just scheduled it. And I've spoken to some of them after I already scheduled my appointment with you. Okay, fair enough. And I said, given that, even though we had an appointment, were you able to, let me think about this for a second, given prior to the appointment, what, but really, but what did you like about me? Did you just find my number online and just decide to call me and say, hey, do you want to sell my $5 million house? Or there was obviously something we connected with on a conversation that you liked that I did. I'm just curious as to know what that is. Yeah, um, a friend of mine told me to call you. Okay, so you came recommended. So look, based on that, there are two different things we could do. The principles of marketing on it are the principles of marketing as we spoke about, right? We would agree that the the marketing and the you would agree that the marketing and the way that we share a story of our homes is different than the four other agents you did. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like it. You, you, it seems like you're more emotional with the marketing than the others. Yeah. Well, look. By the way, if we did the presentation the way that I suggested, you would have all agreed to this stuff already. So that's why I'm referring back to these anchor points, as we call them. And you're going to say, look, there are two ways we could do this. Would you agree? That barring, if you didn't pull any comp up or anything like that, based on the conversations we had, the way that we tell your home story, that this would be a good working relationship based on your expectations you share of me and the agent and the service that I can provide. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't look at the prices that the other agents um, sold homes for, I would think your marketing is better than all of theirs. Okay. So look, given that it's marketing, that our marketing is better and you agree that would give your home the best chance to get the best price... Would it make you feel more confident if I found an agent in my office that had similar experience and we could just partner together? And this way you could get the best of both worlds. Um, how, how is that agent gonna help me, help you get it sold? Well, you know what? That's a really great question. So if it's the market <laughs> with getting it sold and all the other stuff, if the person just has a great track record, you're shared with me that it's really important that somebody's had experience selling this home. So I was just merely saying, I believe I could sell the home myself. I gave you a written plan on how to do it, how we would find buyers, $5 million or up, market your home to the top agents in the top 20 metro cities that have sold properties $5 million and up. 
There is an MLS here. But look, my goal is to give you the experience that you want, not the one that I think is best, right? So you said it would make you feel more confident working with an agent that sold those homes. So I have, I have some of the top agents in all of the state that work in my office at Compass. So if you'd like me to collaborate with that agent, whatever you felt was missing from me, that you felt more comfortable with that agent, I could give you the best of both of it. <coughs> best of both worlds. Do they do anything different than your marketing that's better? Actually, no, I would be controlling all the marketing and everything else. But so what, so that, that brings the next question. What specifically is most important to somebody having that experience on paper for you when you're wondering if there's any different marketing? So, I mean, it's marketing. No. The interesting thing about that is, right, Amit, is you said that our marketing is different and more compelling than the four other people. You said you did want somebody with experience. I just want to make sure to have that. I'd be splitting my commission in half, which is 100% okay with me, and we'll continue to work. Like He'll have somewhat of his own database and some value to bring to that, but him and I would collaborate and come up with a customized plan to present you on how we would position, position your home and tell its story to the market. That would be good, but I, I think I feel confident with you. I don't want you to split your commission. Look, it's 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 a hundred percent your decision. If a month goes down the line and you say I think we should add another agent, I just want you to know at any point I'm willing to do that to make sense for you, and I'll write that into my contract as well. Okay, perfect. You know what you did? You took ego out of it, and especially when agents. A lot of agents, not all the agents, because we're compass and we're coll collaborative. We don't have egos and stuff. But for the most part, most agents, especially when they're going on these expensive listings, all of a sudden their head swells like, oh, I'm this top agent and I'm going to this, you know, multi-million dollar property and I'm going to list it. But then when the ego will get in the way. You, you are so, I loved how you said, I, I have no problem splitting my commission in half. So if that person was a decent person, there's going to feel a little bit bad about it, you know? And then you, even though I said it was bad, you still said, it's okay if later on during you feel that this would help, I'll even write it, I'll write it in the contract. So it showed that you weren't just saying it to say it, but you are actually, you just wanted to help the person. So that was great. Yeah, look, but you notice how they came back and were like, well, what are they going to do differently? I was like, nothing. <laughs> right. They're going to do less, actually. Yep. Exactly. So look, but it's, it's presenting this in a way that it makes sense to them. Um, I think we have like 10, 11 people here. Who is a question? Um, anybody? Stone, you had a question about commission. What's your commission uh, objection? I don't know why I can't see all the comments on workplace. Let's see, oh. let me find it. So commission objections, right? Let's talk about this. There's two different things. There's something being too expensive and somebody not seeing value in it, right? No, excuse me, something, I can't afford it and it's too expensive, right? So when somebody says that it's too expensive, it means they don't see value in it. If they can't afford it, right? 
So if I'm, it's like I have to list at 4%. At 4%, I barely break even and I can't go into my bank account to take any money out to sell this home. That might seem like you can't afford it, right? Correct? Yeah. And if it's just like, you know what? I really love everything you're saying. I'd like to work with you. But you know what? Um, Will on the Emmett Buta team said he would do it for 4%. <laughs> Yeah, Will no longer works on the team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine that you're going on a listing appointment and you've you have such a bad communic you have such bad communication with your team that you don't know that you're competing against them, and then that they they lower the commission against you. That would that'd be horrible. So Stone says losing to discount agents. Well, number one, it's when you're doing this, when you're having the conversation with somebody, it, the commission component of a presentation is really driven to by all the things you say before that, right? Like if you haven't built up your value throughout the presentation, I use the word anchor points, right? So as you're presenting it, if you're anchoring things down to their words, Amit, do you feel that this would tell your home's story, your home story the best, and based on the market we share, position it differently than any other home in your price point? Yeah, I, I agree. And you're going to say, given that, you said, how am I going to get the best price? Would this make sense to you that having your home marketed differently and positioned better and visually be more appealing with an emotional connection to it gives you the best opportunity to get the best price? Yeah. So look, Stone, if he said that, and then you're going to say, listen, I'm confused. You're going to say, in following this, you said this could get me the best price, right? I'm going to say, has your view of that changed? You're going to say, no, but I want to pay 4%. And you're going to say, look, I'll make this really simple for you. It's, it's your decision. Your home is selling at a million dollars. We're talking about a difference of 1%, right? Which is $10,000. So if you don't want to have your home position, I'd list all the things they agreed upon, right? If you want to lose all the pre-marketing, you'd like to lose the positioning, the storytelling, the, the 20 different metro markets we're going to send your home to. I, I'd throw it all to them. And these are all things on it that you'd share that would give your home the opportunity to get its best price. So if you want to lose getting the best price and some homes that we shared have gone above asking on your million dollar asset, to potentially save $10,000, then that's a choice you can make. There's nothing I could do, you know? What we charge is 4%. I mean, what we charge is 5%. 6. <laughs> 6%. 6%. Well, 5% in Boston. Different. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. If you're lucky, you still get 6%. But look, you got to give them that justification, right? Like if they want to hold risk this all. Um, Stone says he's been doing this via email and haven't had a proper listing consultation or presentation. Well, unless I'm looking at all the stuff that you have stone, it comes down to what you've written in the email, how you've presented what you have to offer and, and the literally the detailed plan you gave him on getting the most value for his home. I'm going to talk about email and sharing this stuff as well. So I, I want to add to what um, you were saying um, to stone. What would be very helpful in your email when you first email? Ask Chirag's question. What's most important to you for the broker and agent, you know, the company and agent that you're that you're going to select to sell your home? You know, I I, I stumbled upon that because in Miami we don't call ourselves brokers; we call ourselves agents. So um, 
and we call the company the broker. So if you ask that question, and I guess maybe Chirag could write it or we can talk about it, but in an initial email, just to, I would say just to make our conversation um, the most the most valuable to you, what is most important to you in the agent and company that you're hiring to represent your home when you sell it? And they'll tell you that because what we typically do when I worked at Sotheby's, Coldwell Banker, and you know I did real estate for a while, I would just basically vomit everything that we do as a company to that person without them asking me about it. We're on 400 websites or 600 websites. The number kept changing. We do this, we do that. And I never, I would go on a listing appointment, think I killed it. And then I would lose it to someone because they had a clipboard and they actually asked questions and they wrote down the answers, you know? So I think it's so important to ask the basic, those two basic questions. Yep. What's most important to you about an agent company that represents you in the sale of this home? How are you supposed, like, think about this. How are you supposed to sell to someone when you don't even know what they want, right? It's like you're a mind reader. What is most important to you about the agent and company that represents you? You know, it's another so great question to ask Stone. You ask someone this, what are your expectations of the agent you hire to represent you in the sale of this home? That's a whole nother thing. We have clients that ask that to developers and they're like, oh, wow, no one's ever asked me that before. It's a very different conversation. You know, the, the three questions that you always, that you've taught us that work really well, um, besides the excitement and the expectations, two others are, what are some of your concerns that you have? And then the last one is really important. What are some of the disappointments that you, you or a friend may have experienced in the past that you would like to avoid this time? You know, a disappointment, a concern, a disappointment and excitement. Those three things help a lot. Yep. The disappointment one is a great one, right? And, and in saying this, you're gonna say, look, in working with salespeople or any service you had, what disappointments have you had in the past so we make sure that they don't happen again? And like, if you're talking to a seller before you even get started selling them, pitching them or presenting to them, what a powerful way, right? If you know what their expectations are, you know what disappointments you have, you know what's most important to them, how can you not provide them the experience exactly as they want it in their mind? And the only way that is, if you don't know how to really present to somebody, right? Like yeah. you lack the skills. Yeah, it's sort of like we talk about sometimes. It's like being starving and you're in the restaurant. Say say COVID is over and you haven't been to your favorite restaurant in forever and you get there. You know exactly what you want to order, but the guy comes, the, the, the server comes or the waiter, waitress comes and says, I'm going to read you today's specials. And say you're, you're, you don't eat fish and you, you know exactly what you want. And the person says, today's special is fish, this, that instead of them asking you, what do you like? And do you know what you wanna eat or whatever? Because when you pitch the specials, you're pitching the restaurant's goals, not the consumer's goals. And if we think about that in real estate, it'll make things a lot better. Exactly. Look, ultimately having the conversation that you wanna have will always win. Just, it's as simple as that. So, 
If you guys don't have any other questions, that will be it for today. This was a great conversation today. Um, yeah, I think so too. So Stone, look, the simple answer to my man is this. If they don't see value in the things that you shared and the way that you shared it with them, they're going to be okay with it, right? Like obviously in their mind, having a discount and what the perceived value of that is higher than the services that were shared with them. Would you agree on it? Yeah, totally. So, um, dude, you gotta, you gotta join our squad over here so we could, we could help you share these conversations. <laughs> um, so look guys, keep coming, keep bringing your questions. Um, even if you ask questions after this, I'm at night, we'll answer them. This is one of both of our favorite things to do in the week. So, um, listen, I, I will give you my brave heart speech now that it's the end. Listen, it's been a very challenging year for a lot of people. The fourth quarter in my mind is four years and it started on the first. Uh, four months, not four <laughs> years. But look, the, this is going to be a very transitional time for a lot of agents in this whole industry. And if you've had a bad year and you kind of go into that whole checkout thing in the fourth quarter, you know, and they say a game of thrones, winters is coming, winter is coming. It could be bad for a lot of people. And then going into Q1, listen, you want to put this year behind you, whether it's good or bad, but you want to end the year and start the year with momentum. And that's all going to be based on what you do today. So what you do in these next, and what you do in September is going to impact you in November and December. What you do in October is going to impact you in December and January. And you need to all get mindful of that moving forward. So just stick with us. We'll keep giving you great words to say. Bring more objections, right? Like, we enjoy this. I know people like listening to us talk, but we want to bring more people in the conversation. So if you're ever interested in being a guest, please message Amit or myself. and make sure to add you to the, to the party. Amit? Yeah. One of the hardest things for me every week is the five or 10 minutes before the show starts for me to think of an objection to, to do the show about, you know? So if I could get some help in that, that would be great by you guys. Cause we are just like, we're trying to be like what we say when we go on a listing appointment, we wanna talk about what you want us to talk about, not what we wanna talk about, you know? And I think today's session is something that all of us have dealt with and we're, we're always happy to go over anything. So thanks so much for joining us live or in the future on the recording. Thanks so much, guys. We thanks, love guys. you. See ya. See ya. Bye.